Welcome back to Cold Beer Hot Tapes, episode eight. I'm Tim. I'm Kieran, and uh, this week we are joined by our friend Josh Feldman. What's up, Josh? Hello, hello. Hi, it's good to be here. Yeah, welcome. Uh, one 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 day only in from from, from beautiful Philadelphia. Heck yeah. Um, but yeah, this week we're talking about um, Hello Yellows. Um, what is the name of the EP again? I actually <laughs> love <forgot>. wins. <laughs> it was love. Was it love wins? Love yeah, hello yellows. Love wins, and then coffee's uh, rapture EP. Yep. Um, we're doing a two for one today. Um, unprecedented value, and um, yeah. So uh, hello yellow. Uh, you want to provide us a little bit of yeah, little bit sure. background on them? So you know, perusing the blogs and the internet as I often am, uh, came across some rising band list, and you know, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. I, my my interest is always caught when I see a band with black people in it, yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's three guys. Uh, they're based out of Oakland. Uh, Dylan and Jaden, uh, they're brothers, and then uh, Martin's their drummer. Um, so I, I just I want to just say Oakland band because in these five songs they kind of go a little everywhere. So I don't even want to claim them to any one particular genre, and. Really, as each successive song goes on on the on the EP, uh, stylistically it changes a lot. Definitely, yeah, I'd agree. Um, also, we're gonna be talking uh, just real quick. Rapture after uh, Hello Yellow, yes, sir. Uh, or Coffee's Rapture after Hello Yellow, just mm-hmm. so everyone understands the, the pacing here. Uh, different vibes. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just trying. <laughs> I'm trying. Good. Yeah, um, trying to set the set the tempo. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I I do think I agree with that. It it kind of it's a five song project. Um, and it does change a lot towards the end. That being said, I enjoy um, a lot of the songs earlier in the album, like uh, Feel That Again and Sins. Because uh, yeah. I feel like Feel That Again kind of is like a solid, psychedelic funk rock song. Kind of has like a little bit of a reggae guitar rhythm yeah. to it. A um, little bit of an earworm. I found it very pleasant. Um, it just kind of... Just bounces nicely. I, I really enjoyed it, and then uh, feel that, and then after that, sins a little bit more of like a punk structured uh, yeah. up tempo song. Um, you know, some interesting guitar uh, string, guitar string like riffing at the end of it that was pretty cool, and they had some cool guitar tones, and they kind they kind of play around with their sound a little bit in these first two songs. Yeah. And the back half of the, uh, the EP, I feel like jumps into the grungier stuff which yeah. does not resonate as much for me but yeah the way i describe it is almost like if this album starts in southern california each song goes further north on the pacific <laughs> coast <laughs> to the end it just comes to like pacific northwest anger that's funny. and yeah. i mean that's cool um yeah like we were we were talking about it uh earlier in the week a little bit about how there's a lot of interesting ideas and in a lot of grunge and they don't really play with the more grunge tinged things they do on here as much as they could. It's kind of like uh I don't care really just feels like a fucking Nirvana song. Yeah. Like yeah, and, yeah. And just out of like curiosity to see a be- get a better grasp of where their influence is because you know I find there's a lot of lazy shorthand for when there's black people in a band. There's always a there's a hip hop influence. I don't see that at all. And no. I I looked at their like they put together like a Spotify playlist when the EP came out of like things influenced it and I wasn't surprised by anything on there well, yeah. like uh, like Lithium yeah. by Nirvana was on oh, there okay. there's yeah. some Soundgarden on there there was a 
I mean, them because Spotify playlist always kind of plug the artist who it's tagged to. Yeah, so um, made me think of like uh, Sunny Day uh, Real Estate, which is uh, interesting. Really, yeah, yeah, which is a band that um, you know, I think basically the rhythm section of like the Foo Fighters is from. Oh, uh, I believe so. so like, yeah. Like, um so yeah that kind of made me think i actually really liked like they have such like an eclectic kind of like collection of sounds that they kind of put you know into throughout the ep but like feel that again i got some like frank ocean vibes a little bit with some like thundercat bass it's very breezy uh, in that way yeah yeah just like the the vocals yeah i could not even the vocals the writing i could see it's kind of frank oceany but also has that kind of disarming like i'm obsessed with you kind of like not terrible Infantrible, Tyler the Creator, like analog kind of like, oh man, I just want to hang out with this girl because like the details that he mentions in the song, it's like, oh, her eyes are bloodshot. We stayed up late, kind of like, like, oh, that's that's almost adorable. But yeah, it also kind of just ties into the like, oh man, I want to feel that again. It has this kind of melancholic vibe, even though the song itself is pretty happy. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, I, I agree with you though. It has like a little bit of that just mild funkiness to it that like it, the bass kind of bounces a little bit, like not in like a overtly like heavy-handed way but it just kind of like hums along in the background a little bit that like it just kind of and even like vocally just feels very breezy um this might be the most california sounding song as you say before i i yeah i do i do do, and also i think all those artists you just mentioned are from heavily connected to california in some way so um yeah what's funny is that yeah i I think especially uh between um tim and i like I definitely listen to the music a lot. So when I was like talking about Frank Ocean, like definitely just like the sound, um, but like lyrically, you know, you were talking a little bit more about um, uh, like, I don't know if Frank Ocean's the vibe there. So I mean, because I, I, I kind of, I like where you, you brought that up because I think one of the things that, I don't know, people, maybe they do talk about, I don't know, discourse around Frank Ocean on the internet's kind of weird lately, but he's really good at establishing like an unreliable narrator when he like sets the tone of a song and there's even a dash of that, even though it's kind of lyrically sparse uh, on feel that again, but like, you know, maybe he fucked up. Maybe that's why there's kind of a melancholic vibe, even though the lyrics seem not going to own up to it. Yeah. (laughs) Who knows? We we can't tell, but that, that kind of ambiguity is like, okay, like these guys, these guys know how to write. Yeah. What'd you, what'd you think of the uh, more like, I felt like, so the main songs on the album are, I'm going to look at here. There's Feel That Again, Sins, Without Me, I Don't Care. There's one off the top of my head I'm missing. Maybe. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest, that one did not really resonate with me as much, yeah, I, I'm really at all. But what do you think of the more uh, grun- grungier songs here? Because like, Without Me, I, I don't know. I felt like Sins and Feel That Again, like, you know, kind of, like, all these songs feel somewhat relationship-centric or yeah. like, based on some level of human interaction, like whether or not relationship being like romantic or not but like without me like the, it's just like the self-loathing is like in full steam on that song oh, and yeah. i find it like very hard to like, grasp onto see i yeah. like that one because like you know it, it starts off with this like almost tame and poly like sliding guitar fading in and out yeah, yeah. and then by the end of it like every time i listen to it i'm headbanging with the because he's yeah. just like fucking like wailing toward the end. Oh, it goes into like a full hardcore breakdown. Oh, yeah, 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 I love that. At the, end. the drums you come walk. in really hard. You just you can't yeah. not headbang when you're listening to it. And yeah. I did. I, that's also where like all right, this kind of fell off for me after that yeah. because uh, I don't care. It gets like super 
uh, Nirvana. Just too, yeah. too, too like by the numbers grunge. I feel like yeah, like, just like it just felt very like they weren't playing around with it enough. Whereas like yeah, yeah, it, it's more like seen on feel that again in sins that like yeah. they're better at synthesizing what their influences are because like. For me, especially, I really like the drums on Sins. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. Because they actually kind of remind me of No Doubt, No Doubt's Hella Good. That's Ooh, it. And then, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the rhythm is really tight, yeah. but the drums really drive the whole song. Mm-hmm. And like you know, the vocals are good on it, but like the rhythm section on Sins especially is just really good. And I like how they give that last minute to just let the drum and bass kind of ro- ride out as it fades out, and then like this is that like sparse like. Riff going mm-hmm. along with it as like the drums and bass are still carrying the rhythm and like the swing of the song. Yeah, definitely. But like, I don't even know, and no doubt is any kind of influence on them. But like, I, I mean, you know, the whole like Gwen Stefani appropriation thing aside, I, I think that no doubt had a lot of interesting musical ideas, and I think that just like a Californian band is gonna take away some of that. Like, why don't we keep mixing things that we like? Mm-hmm. A lot of California, California band. I mean, you even see that to some extent here. You have yeah, it's a grunge. You have a little bits of punk. You have like some very clear funk psychedelic elements in there. I don't know. It kind of it bounces a little around a little bit. That's why it kind of gets a little frustrating with like how I don't care is just such a straightforward grunge song. It's yeah. just like there's some more interesting ideas here, and that one just feels like a little. It's very raw. Yeah, like it's just like one genre. Yeah, it's not as a, a I don't know, a, not as much of a, a stew or hodgepodge like the yeah, other ones. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I um, I will say though that just because like I've been listening to a lot of like James Blake and um, uh, uh Toro y Moi, like to have like a, ref- <laughs> it's weird to call it like refreshing, but it's just such like, a different sound than I'm used to hearing right now. Yeah. So uh, in that way, it was a good palate cleanser. I would agree. But, How yeah. often do you hear like really just like abrasive? rock music like this as much like this yeah. this feels like something out of the yeah. 90s for me like yeah. you know especially given that like the guys in the band are a little bit younger than we are yeah you know, 22 23 or 19 20 oh, 22 but so weird to think that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it does feel like just like a like a like a throwback of a lot of like the alt rock we were pro- we probably grew up on in a way because there's yeah. like bits and pieces of a lot of the things i imagine we all probably grew up with like yeah. grunge or um, some of the more like Southern California, like no doubt, sublime Red Hot Chili Peppers sort of stuff. Like, yeah. there's probably bits and pieces of that all in here, like mm-hmm. in some way. Um, so I, I guess there's some nostalgia factor. I heard it. like a dash of like Pearl Jam, like early yeah. Pearl Jam, yeah. like on on maybe like the the last track, um, kind of like a riot act. If like that that album, um, it reminded me of. But, yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean. What I will give them a lot of the benefit of the doubt on is that this is their first like actual release and it's their first five songs and I've seen more established songs put out a lot worse stuff, especially like to come out this pretty much fully formed this early. I think they have a promising future ahead of them. Oh, definitely. And I really do like that instead of just kind of like throwing together an album, like okay, here's what we have thus far, and even the. Honestly, there's not a lot of uh, material out on them because they're still new. Mm-hmm. Um, they basically said they've been putting out music as they've been recording it. So they said like they recorded Sins, and within like two weeks, the uh, they put it out. So they say they like to capture everything that they do musically and put it out. So it kind of is reminiscent of when when they were recording, whatever they were doing, which is cool. And I think that like the distribution means we have now kind of 
accommodate for that better. Like, I feel like people have almost given up on singles, even though, like, it's easier now more than ever to, like, feed your fans. We really really fight for singles and EPs in this podcast. Yeah, we really do. (laughs) Fuck the 18-song LPs on Spotify. They just take, like, three hours of my time, and I am thoroughly bored by the end of it yeah you, know? you, you give me 20 minutes of weird ass experimentation that'll never make your album yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i just feel like our attention like like i always feel like oh millennials don't have attention spans why are all the millennial artists like pumping out like massive like drawn out projects that uh streams baby yeah, it is it's obviously yeah. streaming numbers i don't feel like that's a good reflection of like what everyone's current expectation of people's attention spans are because <laughs> like this is perfect i could listen to this on the way to work and that's kind of that's, yeah. that's how I tell. Like that's how I do most listen to most of my music. But like, this is something I can plug in, and it's like most of my the, like the train ride I'm on. I can just listen to this, and yeah. and it was fun listening to this project too. Because you know, you mentioned a palate cleanser. Like once I started listening to this, I was kind of like, all right, I kind of want to go back and listening. I was already starting to like go back to some old metal music that I like really liked. Yeah, and then now I'm like going diving back into like just. I'm listening to like the Melvins or Caius or just like other bands that like have the makings of grunge or things that like clearly they're influenced by, but I'm like pulling the string back out to like where it came from and trying to like, you know, like, yeah. like listen to what the influences are. And I, I kind of, I kind of really enjoyed that, that it's kind of like throw me back in that world a little bit. Um, yeah. Cause I have not listened to some like Caius in a real long time and it's some pretty good stuff. Yeah, I definitely agree that this did spur me to listen to a lot, a lot more guitar-driven than like rock music, and I haven't really sat down and done that in a while. Yeah, yeah. This, is the, this is the first time we've talked about a rock album on this, like a straightforward rock album or anything on this on this on the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. this had me going back to like Dream Theater. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know why. It's just like some part on like I don't care the guitar. It's probably just like the tuning and that it's like just like a little bit more open, but it reminded me of like Pull Me Under. I think also just like a big part of it is that I feel like a lot of contemporary bands kind of shy away from like shredding and being riff heavy. And that's kind of this is kind of a a rejection of that, which I thought was refreshing because uh, I think it was you, Karen, that mentioned like, you know, everyone has this tendency to kind of lean toward more folksy bony bear shit in terms of their band work rather than like, you know, power chords and like riffs and this like minute long guitar solos and such yeah and i i like that 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 this lean much more toward that than uh something's kind of folksy yeah yeah did i say that i don't remember saying it but um uh, it, this sounds that sounds familiar um it sounds like a familiar point you know it was it's it was uh refreshing i'd like to see a little more music by them i kind of just there, there's good ideas here i hope they keep building on them i want to see them live yeah, I we just like watched a little bit. Yeah, of their live performance before this. Like, I feel like this is the kind of band that would be much better to see in person no, than yeah. hearing. Like, it would do it tight. so much more justice than yeah, uh, hearing. Maybe get, get into a little mosh pit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, especially yeah. at the end oh, of uh, uh, end of uh, what was without, without me? me, without me. Like, that's a that that's a song you could yeah crash around to. Like, yeah, there's some. Mm-hmm. This would be a good live show, and I feel like. Maybe the studio recordings don't account for that sometimes, but I feel like there's probably another like there's a layer of energy that'd probably be really great, even just judging by like the what middle like three minutes of a live performance we watched. So yeah, I I, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. 
No, it was great. Going to a rock show. <laughs> <laughs> what I thought was funny was I was like looking at their like old Twitter feed, which hasn't been like updated since like 2016 or something. <laughs> but like some, the, the, like one of their tweets was like, "All right, uh, I just want to make it very clear that we are not a Christian rock band." <laughs> <laughs> which I, I don't really know how someone came to that conclusion. That but is really funny. The though. sound is like okay, I, I could I could see that. How is this? Who goes? Who was like, yeah, this is a Christian rock band. Sins. Yeah, definitely. This is a uh, this is about our Lord and Savior. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just took to Twitter. Yeah, someone asked them that question after a show. They were like, "Hey, are you a Christian rock band?" And they were like, "What?" <laughs> the band's experience. My, my nose is pierced. I have a, <laughs> I have a blonde streak. Why do you think we're a Christian band? But, um, <laughs> there are rumors. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, I guess the that uh, transition. So the uh, other EP we want to talk about was Coffee's Rapture EP. Um, we're we're transitioning from Christian rock to rapture yeah. right there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Yeah, the, the, thematically, yeah. Yeah. beautiful. Yeah, but uh, speaking of like you know, Mellow Yellow making us feel a little bit old because they're a little bit younger. Coffee was born in two thousand. That that's a real kick in the nuts. Yeah, yeah. But my goodness, for someone that's like <laughs> seventeen, eighteen, she has a like an obscene mastery of like songcraft and just like presentation. Like, I can't think of something at, in recent memory that splits the difference between reggae and dancehall as well as this. Chronics? Yeah, um, well, I think because Chronics is like way more straightforward, like reggae revival, whereas Coffee really does split the difference between yeah. like dancehall and uh, reggae. It's which what's refreshing is that this is the least. Uh, for lack of a better word, horny <laughs> project I've heard out of Jamaica in I don't know a, a very long time. I mean, Popcan's last album had had flashes of like more spiritual stuff, like with Firm and Strong. But yeah, this one really just like could you did you guys listen to this while like frowning in any way, shape, or form? Oh, no. absolutely not. Like this it, is a real joyful all. listen. Yeah, like. I, I in the least like basic way when I heard toast for the first time I'm like I'm going to hear blessings upon my life and see it in Instagram captions like all of this fucking summer I've already seen it <laughs> as, an, as an Instagram <laughs> caption but um like really this whole thing it, it starts off with rapture which is I guess it, it leans more toward dancehall and it not too heavily into it though yeah yeah, yeah. like it, she's very good at, at it's seamlessly transitioning between both. Um, we were talking about it a little before we started uh, to talk today. And I think on Toast and Ragamuffin, are, are this the best examples of her being able to, like, you know, start off with a nice melody, but then also just, like, flip it around and just start, like, fucking rapping. And, like, it, yeah. it, it, it's a seamless transition sometimes that you kind of have to step back and, like, sort of examine because especially on like ragamuffin where the verse especially in the first verse like it gets progressively more like staccato and quick burst it is like rapid fire at the end mm -hmm. of that verse right and then it just cuts right into like a very melodic chorus and yeah. it does it so seamlessly that like you don't even really notice because it feels very yeah. natural but then i like after listening a few times i'm like holy shit she's really fucking rapping here like yeah. like really really well and it and it just in like it just the way that the song's constructed and, and her vocals uh just from rapping to singing and, and yeah. back and forth like it just 
it, it's you don't even notice it's so seamless it, it's it's like liquid it's natural absolutely like she keeps like a really i guess like the energy is still there but it's not like aggressive when she like no that, that makes that transition like so nice and the song in itself is or the whole album is like really melodic i actually went back to a song that she uh put out maybe a year and a half ago uh called uh burnin and uh she 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 doesn't sing but like you can hear that she has a really good voice like just like as a singer um so i i'd I'd definitely recommend like checking that one out and again like she's so young and uh you know she had a lot of cool things about like empowering like her you know young people and people in her country and it was just uh I don't know. Great listen, easy. Yeah, like I like going back to Ragamuffin, especially even though that's a great, that's a great example of her mastery of like rapping. Uh, that's the one that kind of has like you know some criticisms of the police in, in like Spanish Town, where she's from in Jamaica, and mm-hmm. she she has that kind of grasp of like observing her surroundings and commenting and kind of <laughs> giving them like a voice in the street kind of perspective from things because. You know, a lot of the Jamaican music that makes its way here is kind of not Funny. as folk. Well, yes, <laughs> yes, that too. Yeah. But it it focuses a lot on you know interpersonal things rather than like what's going on in society. Like you don't really hear any kind of like governmental criticism on a lot of the stuff that makes it here so much. And I think it's good that it kind of provides a light and like what's going on. It's like okay, gun violence is a problem in Jamaica, or the government doesn't care about young people which i'm going to take this much more seriously from someone that's like 18 and and from spanish town jamaica than someone who's like 30 and has just been splitting his time between london and kingston because they're popular because that's that seems like that is what happens when a like a dance hall reggae artist gets popular it's a total like just like side thing but i always find it interesting how talking about some of those you know more more difficult topics that are just like impacting the community how like the sound of an artist talking about that in the u.s is so much different from like jamaica even though it's like similar kinds of like criminality but like it's more maybe intense you guys could probably speak to that more you listen to more like rap and hip-hop but like inner city shootings and things like that it's just a, a different kind of vibe and hers is really it's it's more like uh optimistic about things to come and empowering people um which i don't know i really enjoyed yeah no that i that, i agree with that completely and that I again, like you know, I was saying, I don't think I've been as just, like joyful listening to something as much yeah. as this, mm-hmm. and that sense of optimism is like, oh man, maybe Gen Z is going to be all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, like if, if they can be optimistic, maybe we should be too. They might not have it earth, but um, yeah. <laughs> but you know, going we, back, to it's a little, it's a, it is, a, it is a little infectious though. Yeah, like, like, there's, just a, there's not a shred of pessimism on this. Uh, mm-hmm. Going back to what you had said before, though, Josh, about. Um, how she's good at like being staccato and like not being aggressive. I think this is one of those things that kind of goes unsung because uh, there's as uh, at least from the American perspective, there are not as many prominent um, female Jamaican uh, dance hall or reggae artists. But her kind of mastery of transitioning smoothly from singing to rapping is so pleasant because. You, can you think of like all the like dance hall songs you can think of where like you know they go into the chorus but when the verse comes in and it comes in so aggressively and you're kind of taken aback where yeah. every transition on here is so smooth in comparison oh, yeah. to that and mm-hmm. it's like she yeah. just she just like she floats over these a lot yeah. of these this production and yeah. it, it's 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 incredible because like some of these transitions are 
like some of like the, even just between like some of the the choruses and the verses, the the way they're constructed like vocally are starkly different in how they're presented in terms of their pace, the tonality. But like you still really don't feel like at any point like someone really like hit the brakes on you and yeah. changed it up. Like everything just it flows very very well, very very well. Definitely, yeah, not overwhelming. Um, yeah. Um, let's see. I think, well, I think that's. Any, anything else on this one? Um, I really liked uh, um, Throne and Ragamuffin off this. Uh, and Toast, I agree, is that's that's like as radio ready as anything on this project is it like is gonna be. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a pretty short EP. Um, there's a lot of variety in her sounds here. Um, and how she constructs her vocals, there's just every song has something a little bit different um yeah. i feel like it plays back well to a lot of like i'm not a huge i, I feel, uh, i'm not a huge reggae fan but like you introduced me to chronics last year and some of that like reggae revivalism and i see a lot of that here oh she, uh, yeah, like, she they, they they've been calling her chronics as a pro- protege that like they yeah. they came up together she's learned a lot from him and they kind of roll in similar circles they do yeah, um I, I think she may have like done a either a project with him or it's, Something it's like that, yeah. And another big uh, reggae artist, or you know, from Jamaica, uh, she's been um, collaborating with. Uh, but yeah, keep hearing like her, how her voice and just I mean, that's like the core of like her sound. It's able to do like that fast rap, um, but but kind of keep things smooth and, uh, and 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 beautiful. So I don't know. I'm excited to see where she goes. Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful project. I after listening to this, I don't know what she can't do at this point. Like especially yeah. vocally, like if this is just like a five song EP, just like the the range that she showed here, like in what she could do with her vocals, like like holy shit, that's yeah. like that's, that's incredible. Like I hope to see much more from her very soon. And like, even listening to Chronics, like I think she's much more of a dynamic musician than Chronics at this point, and, and might be ultimately because. There's some things in here that like kind of play more into the reggae revivalism sound that that's that chronics kind of popularizing, but there also there's some like really radio friendly poppy stuff in here that uh, like I, I don't know, it's a little bit different. Um, but there's there's a there's a lot of variety in this, and I imagine she's going to do a lot of different things, and I hope she's able to do them because she clearly has the capability mm-hmm. and the talent. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think what I I think is going to be impressive is that. There is a perception, and I guess a lot of it is kind of true because uh, Jamaican music isn't as much album-based as as stuff we're used to listening to. I think just off of this EP, Chronics, PopCon, I think there's, there's trending to be artists that are good at constructing albums that kind of stand together rather than as just being a collection of singles. And I think Coffee's already in, like, terrific shape to kind of put together like maybe the definitive contemporary Jamaican album and that's that's high praise for someone that's that young so I mean I'm, I'm excited to see what she's up to next yeah I mean uh, she's yeah I agree I mean I feel like she speaks to a lot of those sounds and bridges a lot of those gaps maybe between dancehall and 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 reggae and not not completely but like clearly has an understanding of both and where they play into Jamaican music, and yeah, I, I, I completely agree. Yeah, and I guarantee Drake is sniffing Rapture, is waiting for <laughs> his, his, uh, <laughs> his popping up on it. 
Yeah, she'll pay homage to her roots first, like with Chronic, and then she'll make her way to Drake. Yeah, please don't <laughs> sign with OVO though. Please do not sign with OVO. It's it, I, I I don't I don't know if I could get on board with that. Yeah, I mean I, I'm still upset Popcon signed, but uh, Drake's gonna pivot to country rap in like a couple weeks. I'm oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Just, inevitable. Like yeah. wait for that DaBaby feature and wait for that little Nas X feature. Um, <laughs> He's hopping on the old Town Road remix, Billy Ray Cyrus. Drake and yeah, Alabama. my dad's from Memphis, which is basically Knoxville. <laughs> so, so I've been around country my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh no! <laughs> so yeah, uh, <laughs> "Love Wins" by Hello Yellow and "Rapture" by Coffee. I'd say these are both hot tapes. Um, honestly, it's a, a bit of a departure of the stuff we've been talking to prior. Even though um, I guess spelling was also pretty out there, but uh, hot tapes. Highly recommend you give them a listen. You could probably fit both of them on your commute, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you're looking Easy. for a very solid uh, rock album and an outside the back a box uh, mix of like reggae and uh, dancehall, like you cannot. These are two of the most promising artists in that world, and mm. take a listen. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so this is Cold Beer Hot Tapes episode eight. I'm Tim. I'm Kieran, and. Yeah, I'm Josh. Thanks for having me, fellas. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. You're uh, you have to you have to come back sometime. You know, for sure, maybe we'll do definitely. an episode from Philly. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, <laughs> put on my Eagles gear. Oh no, I'll make, I'll make you guys wear the jerseys too. I'll just be sitting here in yeah. an <laughs> Iverson jersey. No one's ever gonna see. All right, <laughs> <laughs> Joel Embiid. Trust the process. Trust the process. Trust the process. Yeah, All right. <laughs> All right. See you guys next time. Yep. Bye.